welcome to the Bible Podcast. Um, this is the the podcast where I interview Bible ministers from around the world to share their stories and how they, they met the Lord and how their ministry has been in their workplace. So this month I have a, a very good friend, a brother. Um, his name is Toby Omotayo. He started his, um, his career in the oil and ga- gas uh, industry and I know he, he came to Canada to study uh, mining engineering, but he's going to tell you all about that, how he has deviated in his career and is, is doing something. But one thing I, I liked about uh, Toby when I met him was that he really loved the Lord. I, I His passion for God and for the things of the Spirit has always been an inspiration to me. And uh, I know that God still has a lot to do with him. Um, I'm bringing him today to share with us that journey and and how it has been uh, with him. So I welcome um, my brother Toby Omotaya. God bless you. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you very much, sir. It's, it's a privilege to be um, interviewed by you and uh, Tanona. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. So let's start from the beginning. What we're going to do is that I'm going to ask you to tell us how you got saved that's that's always the beginning for me how did you meet jesus how did you begin this journey so let's start from there and then we'll go into your career and we'll bring it back to ministry and then some other things so how okay um my my journey as a a believer it's i should say that that been up down up down you know Right from when I when I've been a, a child, you know, I grew up in a very very good Christian home. My mom was a pastor; she was one of the pastors. My dad was one of the pastors, and we were brought up in the way of the Lord. The Lord um, at a very young age, we're trained to fast. You know, each time mom and dad would have a, like a fasting program, mom would say, "You guys are not eating today. You're going to break by 12." So even though at that point in time it was really religious. Um, at that time, I would be looking at the time, oh, when it's 12 o'clock, I'm just going to just eat. Uh, that that um, trend became a desire, you know. Um, at a very young age, the time, there was, I, I'll give it a small one of a time when I was lost. I lost my way and, and I was so scared. And I prayed to God, or six or seven at that point in time, and, and I prayed to God that, God, would you show me the way? back home. And it felt as though the clouds were talking to me. Um, the old environment was talking to me and it, it was leading me to the right direction back home. Um, and there was also a time that I, um, I was crossing the road and I didn't see a car coming. And I was about rushing to my school bus. I was I used to take the school bus at that back in those days. Um, and I was crossing the road to just get to my school bus and I didn't see a bus moving with so much speed and I felt this and push me forward you know and those things those experiences um, drew me closer to God uh, even at some point it was just all about religion um, good morals but no deep relationship with the father no deep relationship with God but those experiences drew me closer to God I can remember back then in secondary school People used to call me like, uh, you're just too serious about this God. Um, a guy came, 
uh, was Muslim, and we also had other Christians, and he said, um, Allah and God are the same. We serve the same God. And I was like, no, we don't serve the same God. Allah and God are not the same. And the whole class fought me because of that. You are too fanatical, Toby. You are too, right? And, and as believers, sometimes we are so different that the world sometimes would come out against us. And if you are not that strong, the pressure of pleasing people, you would fall for that. And that's what happened to me. I was in university and I felt that I was just too different from other people. And I found, I found it really weird. And I, I just decided to just maybe forget God for a while, have fun, you know, go for parties. You know, I didn't do anything really bad, but but I really derailed. And and it felt as though God let me you know, just have fun for a while. Mm. So I before be, before you talk about your university, and I, I like that, that thought, um, was there a time that you, you, you come, because I, some of us, when we are born in a Christian home, we, yeah. we get it from the beginning and we, we don't yeah. even know exactly when we got it, but we know that yeah. Jesus is real to us. And is, was that your own story? Yeah. Um, for me, at, I, I think I went for a crusade and there was this movie that was played about um, a man who died because of Christ. And that movie touched me and they called people out and I gave my life to Christ. And as a young child, each time you do something bad, you go to the front again, you know. And, and, and then that was still very religious to me, right? And so I got to the university. I still experienced God. But I would say in 2014, that's when um, I just knew that this God, God or nothing. Nothing could change it, you know. Even if I'm weird, even if I'm crazy, people see me as different. I don't, I don't really care because I love this God so much. I don't care what you think about it. I've encountered him, I've experienced him. So that's how it was for me. Uh, in 2014, um, I just gotten out of a relationship at that point. Down, God wanted me to get out of home, that relationship, and I started experiencing God. Sometimes I'll go on a fast for 21 days. He would tell me the books to buy in the library. Pick this book, pick this book. I didn't know why I was picking it. I was just picking them. And I was reading and fast reading. I was getting to know God, having encounters with him. And and that's how I started. And, and nothing could change that. So 2014 was like absolute for me. There was no need for me to go to the front, see if I do something bad and, and ask for mercy and all that. This was real. So 2014 was when I made that decision. God or nothing. Wow, fantastic. Thank you. And thank you for giving us the background. Yes, so it makes everyone know your journey. Because when I met you, you were on fire. You you had just come to Canada and I could see this guy loves yeah, the Lord. Yeah. This guy loves the Lord. So tell us now. <laughs> uh, let's go a little bit into your career change. Because you, you came to mining engineering. So tell us how, yeah. how that has been to what you're doing now. Of course, you may not want to mention the name of the company where you work, but you can tell us the field yeah, and all yeah. of that. Yes. Um, so um, I started my career path as um, a petroleum engineer. I studied petroleum engineering in Covenant University back in Nigeria. And 
when I was done with school, I worked at ExxonMobil for about two years, two, three years. Um, in 2014, I left ExxonMobil. For, for, so for that one whole year, I was not really working. I was more, I was working with my dad. Um, my dad had the company, so I'll go to his company. And do, but that one whole year, 2014 and 2015, was an intentional act by God to separate me and prepare me for Canada. And back then I would go for interviews. In fact, I wanted to go to the US. I'd done the whole um, process, but I was not getting admission. And it felt as though my life at that point in time was on a really downhill. And my parents would call, let's pray, you know, let's pray. Maybe there's a problem here, there's an attack, you know. And um, now looking back, to what happened, I knew that was an intentional act. It was a waiting period for me. And also, um, in 2014, close to the end, God told me that I'd been doing interviews with other oil and gas firms, and it felt as I was going to get like the job. God told me that the fall in oil price was just an introduction. At that point in time, the oil price dropped by just a very bit, small. And he told me that the fall was just going to be an introduction that it was taking me somewhere else. Um, so I applied to, um, I'd applied for my permanent residence in 2014 to Canada. The application didn't go well, you know, and things did not go well. In fact, some of my friends and I had planned to come to Canada all at the same time. And we had prepared our applications and the rest, but things did not turn out as I planned. My friends traveled, I felt so bad. But in 2015, 2015 was the time. So I prepared my application um, for oil and gas engineering in Newfoundland. And um, that's when I started. So I applied to Newfoundland. I got the admission. I was happy, you know, there are uh, a lot of Nigerians there. And in Newfoundland, they are really very friendly people. You, you see people from, they are, they are a country, like more on the countryside, but they are very friendly. And I love the environment. Only for me to get that incl inclination in my heart that Newfoundland was not the place and uh, Memorial University was not the place. And so I prayed and made inquiries about it and he, he showed me something on mining. And uh, I said, oh, mining, what's that? Right? So I applied, applied to Queens. And just bear in mind that application application you can apply in September August applications will have ended right um, so I applied and within one week I got admission to Queens wow I got admission to Queens and my friends at that point thought uh, at that point in time thought I was crazy that you're doing well yeah it's good you have good friends yeah I do want to move I said I, I don't I just have this feeling in my heart that I need to go so I left, I got to Kingston, uh, uh, I mean, it was tough for me. It was a different environment. I didn't get that friendly vibe, so I thought I made a mistake. In fact, I even cried. The, I was supposed, I got an accommodation, the place was messed up. The guy, we had made agreements that um, we had asked him if he, the man was a smoker. We don't want someone that smokes or whatever. I said, no, I don't smoke, whatever. Only for me to get there, the guy was a chain smoker. 
He didn't smoke. He could smoke anything. Even at the fan, you know, very close to him. And I was like, man, did I make a mistake? God, but God, God in His mercy, mercy introduced me to um, Overcomers Ministry. I met really nice people, and that I felt at home. So for mining, right? Uh, after like six or seven months in the program, I knew I started unveiling that that mining was not really mining. It was more about reaching out to the lost and all. So it was not really mining. And I wanted to, and I thought thought to myself, I was also about to get married too. Uh, It would mean me traveling and and going to a better, looking for a job while I'm also married to someone back in Ontario. There was no balance there. So I, I asked myself, what should I do? And God led me to project management, right? Um, so in 2017, I think 2017 or 2017 August, that's when I got my first co-op opportunity at a financial institution in, in the project management space. And I started growing from there. God started taking me step by step, step by step, step. Now I'm a project manager. Um, I work in the IT space as a project manager. My journey is actually long. If I were to say the story of everything I've gone through, <laughs> it's uh, God has been faithful. Yes, but but you know what is what is encouraging is that you have this way of hearing God lead you, and you follow. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that's interesting, right? Uh, now, tell me about your ministry in the workplace or in the workplace um it's kind of tricky in the workplace um and and my wife and i we started working in the same place and at some point we started meeting um during lunch breaks to pray so we pray in fact we invite people to the meetings and they would pray with us and uh the times that I'll reach out to other believers in the workplace, and they would also come and pray with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out that it's better to get um, close relationship with these people before asking them about Christ. I'll give you one example. So I was a call at first before I became full time. Mm-hmm. Um, my first assignment at the financial institution was for four months. And I worked really hard. I worked hard. I wanted that full-time role. And I, 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 I assumed that my department where I was working, they were, they were planning things to make me full-time. But things did not work out as planned. Um, there, was, there was a sanction when, um, when, um, for full-time employees. They, they didn't want to employ, I think banks have this thing that they, they sort of like block employment for a certain period of time. So um, it was quite unfortunate for me that after that, my four, four months, that's when they brought that block. So they didn't hire me and they couldn't give me an extension, right? Because they had already hired a co-op thinking that they were going, they were going to take me, right? Mm. So I was not really happy about, about it, you know, but. Um, God in his infinite mercy found something for me in another department. So I got an, got an extension before I got the full-time role. So while I was um, at my second rotation, um, second 
internship at that financial institution. My old boss called me and said that she needed me to onboard the new co-op that they hired, right? I was not obligated to. Uh, in fact, I would have, I would have told, I would have told that maybe you should talk to my boss, my new boss first before you reach out to me. But, but God told me, said I shouldn't do that, right? I should um, be patient. And I said, yes, I'll happily do it. So uh, the new boy, the new guy came and we started talking and I we became very close, right? Um, I, in fact, I didn't hide anything from him. Like, like you know, you know, I taught him every single thing, what to to do to make the work easier for him. And it now came to a point in time that his dad was very sick. His dad had um, cancer, and during this time we used to pray. We pray together. Even at that time, he gave his life to Christ. Um, but ever since that time. Uh, we've been like brothers, wow. right? We, I reach out to him, I, we talk, and, and and just just those little things, being intentional and loving people because you truly want the best for them, not because you want them safe, like like you love them. Yeah, you you you, you show genuine concern about their current issues. So there are some people that are just depressed, right? But why you get to know them. Uh, no. Just being there, you know, and even though um, his dad didn't make it and all, I was really painful for him. I was also there to comfort him and I came for his dad's burial. And um, we've been very, very good friends ever since then. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of the like testimonies, right? Yes, um, just being inten- intentional and, and loving people, just loving them. Loving them. Yeah, that, that's just uh, part of my story. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much for that. Um, now, yeah. I, want to, I want to ask you another question now. When you look at yourself, you know, what do you see yourself as? When do you start seeing yourself as a minister? First, before any other thing, like a Bible minister, uh, uh, how did that come to, to be? Yeah. Um, I, I would say in 2014 again, right? When I had that encounter, um, it was in 2014 that everything changed for me. So everything I do, I think about God first, right? Even before making any decision, I think about God. I think about uh, what's God's plan here, what's his purpose here. And the way God has worked with me so far is that he does not give me many options. And that's what I pray for, I prayed for, because I don't think I make the right choices. So what it does is that open one door, then I ask, <laughs> is this the right door? Right? And he says, okay, yes. And that's one door can seem not, not too great, right? Um, even my journey to becoming that PM, I went through a lot. I, I started working at the warehouse at first. I worked in the kitchen for a while because I was really spoiled. I had everything given to me. I needed to go through that journey to learn what it means to, you know, work, hmm. you know, 
times um, I'll go to the warehouse, I'll wake up around five o'clock. I still had, I needed time to pray. So I would do my prayer work. Um, do my prayer work very early with the snow. Uh, and, and, and I walk to the bus stop. Stop again. It was quite a distance to the warehouse. I would stop again and I would do my prayer work. And there are times I would also fast while I'm carrying all those heavy things. So I, I, God really trained me. You know, and, I, and I really appreciate that process. At some point, when I, um, I worked at the warehouse, and um, this warehouse, they make um, plastic plastics. They make different plastics for different organizations. Uh, it, was so, it was a difficult work for me. Then I met this uh, man who was so nice. He taught me every single thing. I, and, I, and I thought to myself that this man cannot be normal. You can't be a normal person. So I asked him, are you Christian? He said, yes, I'm Christian, right? Wow. Yeah, and was telling me how he used to put the, um, the passage of the scripture on his shirt, you know, and we started talking about God, and, we, and that was really exciting. Uh, there was also a time in the, at that warehouse, <coughs> I met an India, an Indian person who was into, into Hinduism, but he was not so much into it. In fact, it was sick. You know, sick people keep their heads, and it does not keep his head. He said it's just normal. And there are times I spoke to him about God, even at the warehouse during the break. There was a time he said he needed to learn things about vision. And I had this book by Miles Moreau. I said, I'll give you a book called Vision. You can read it. You can see it. No, no, read it, and, and you know. Uh, so that that has always been the journey. I, I found out that God will put me in places intentionally. Sometimes it's difficult. I mean, I moved from Kingston to New Finland, no, to 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 New Market, from New Market to Brampton, from Brampton to where we uh, to is it is it Mississauga? Yes. So I moved to different places, doing warehouse from one warehouse to the rest, before I got this my internship opportunity at the financial institution. So it was a long journey, right? Um, God has been faithful. I won't lie. He's been faithful, and, and I'm, I'm, I've been loving it, loving every process. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, one thing that I've discovered is that when a person gives themselves to the Lord, He guides them, and while He's training them, He's also using them to be a blessing. And from your story, you can yeah. see that. You know, you you you're meeting people who are blessing you, and you're blessing others. And uh, so, uh, yeah. in wrapping up this this um, interview, I'd like you to share um, maybe if you have one or two books that you really like that you can just leave for for the listeners and the viewers uh, to 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 read or to, yeah. yeah. What yeah, book? I, I, I love Miles Miles Murray a lot. Um, I, I, I found out that um, God leads us to different people in different faces. Right? There was a season that it was Miles Morrow. There was a season that it was Pastor Chris. There was a season that it was Bishop David Oedipo. There was a season that um, it, can be, it can be anyone. But if I were to recommend any book, I, I like the book by uh, Miles Morrow called Praise. It's really good. Like, yeah, he, Miles Morrow really broke the book down and different types of worship, what worship really is to God. And another one, another book by um, Prayer by Bishop David Oedipo, 
Um, that book is really good. I, I can recommend many books. Uh, if it's God's Generals, uh, I love the God's Generals too. Um, there are many lessons to learn. Um, uh, which other book again? There are books on faith. Um, Kenneth Agin is one of my, when it comes to t- the teaching ministry, books on faith by Kenneth Hagin, um, Inner Witness, the Inner Witness, like hearing God's God's voice, um, understanding that it doesn't have to be um, an audible voice. You know, back then, when one was still young, we'd be praying that God should talk to us or appear, let an angel appear, you know. Right now, I'm not so bothered about that. Uh, I, I found out that God speaks to us in different ways, unique to us, and he understands us, and we, we need to understand his language to us. So it could be an impression for me. It could be a picture, but I will know that is God. And uh, I would just know, right? So it does not necessarily have to be like an audible voice like most people um, then when I was craving for it. Uh, but it's just God. It's just an inclination in your heart. You just know that this is God. And um, I, I, I learned that from Kenneth Egan too, right? When he talked about the inner weakness. Yes. And, uh, Thank you. I've read a lot, a lot about a lot of those yeah, books yeah. by Hagen as well. Um, I know that people that are listening to you will be wondering, where, where do you get all this time from to do all these things? I want you to tell us a little bit about how you, how you get the time to pray, to read, to do prayer walks and all that. And also if you can say a little bit about why you prioritize those things, because it's important that everybody knows that. Okay, yeah. Um it's difficult, especially now that it's like one is married and with children. Yeah, baby. I, I think it's all about sacrifice. Yeah, with baby. It's all about sacrifice, you know. Um sometimes I it's I wake up by twelve to do whatever I wanna do. I do for one hour or two hours. Then I remember back in Queens, because uh, I didn't want to disturb people. You know, in Canada, I don't disturb people. I just go outside, do my prayer work and come back. It's just like a desire, right? I always pray that it's always, it's good for us to, to desire it. For me, I feel empty if I don't do it. I, uh, I start acting in the flesh and I need it. It's like, it's water, it's food to me, right? So it's not... Um, it's not like oh I need the time I I need God that's the thing I need that fellowship I need I need it for sustainability I need it right um, that's how it, that has always been for me so I, I just have to look for that time and and because Jesus sacrificed for us right He did everything to sacrifice for us I think it's good for us to also do the same right because as much as um, we, uh, we, God, God Himself desires our desires our presence. In as much as we desire His presence, He wants to fellowship with us. And uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I'm going to. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I can bring you up another time, and we can talk even more details yeah, yeah. about 
your schedule how do you where, where what time do you pray because a lot of people that i meet that's what they're they're wondering where do you get all the time for but you can make time once you think like you said it's like food to me it's, it's water i i can't do without these things i have to do that thank you thank you for taking the time yeah now I'll give you yeah. an opportunity to say yes that's what i want you to do now just say one more thing wrap up you know yeah. final words Go ahead, as long as you want. Okay. Yeah. So, so now, especially with finding time, what I'm learning right now is that you can combine both, right? Um, I could be at work with my two screens and the rest, and I'm speaking in tongues inside, on the inside of me, right? I'm just, well, I'm playing my worship music, right? Now that I'm working for more. And I'm fellowshipping, right? And speaking in tongues. So I'm, I'm learning to, now days I'm learning to combine boats right i can take 10 minutes right 10 minutes in a day maybe out of one hour just take 10 minutes to just pray 10 minutes to fellowship 10 minutes to just read the bible five minutes in between right and i do that so it does uh, you find that when you do that consistently before you know you have done like five hours that 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 whole day you know? so uh, i'm what i'm learning right now is just to be disciplined enough to do that, combining my work life with what I do. I'm speaking in tongues, I'm in the bus, or I'm, uh, I'm just thinking of back then when I was in, at, during, during those warehouse days, I'm in the bus, I'm speaking in tongues, right? I'm, I'm, it's, it's like trying to combine your life and God together. So you don't have to go to the mountain to go and pray, right? You learn it from, it's inside of us. Prayer is something that is inside of us, right? So that's, that's, that's just it. So um, I, I, if I would encourage anyone, don't feel um, you have to be a pastor to pray. Or you, God has called us to, to the place of prayer, right? Um, we are all ministers of the gospel. God, we have, we have something unique inside of us that God has placed in us. And wants to use us, so we have unique gifts. Then, and of recent, God has been teaching me about the, the unity of the body. And until we fully utilize each other's gifts, that's when the body of Christ will really enjoy the benefits of what it means to live in the kingdom. You know what what the kingdom lifestyle is all about. And um, don't feel discouraged. You know, um, I know sometimes, it's, yeah. Yeah, too busy. But try always, always, always try to find that time and you know discipline yourself in your heart. Even if it's five minutes, ten minutes, you know consistency is the key, and it now becomes a lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Toby. And I, I want to, I want to amplify what you just said. The last statement you made is really, really important. Consistency is the key. Mm. If one can learn yes. to be consistent, it grows, right? If you can consistently pray, like you said, 10 minutes in every hour, it will grow. Yeah. And, or even 30 minutes in every morning, it will grow. So thank yeah. you so much for, for taking the time um, to share with us your story you, and make, make it easy and, and, uh, um, for everybody that is a believer to see that you can be a minister at work. There are people who need help who need love and like your friend out that that had a problem uh, with the with that with the dad 
you you were there as a friend even before the the challenge came it's you know so um yeah. if anybody is listening to this just go out there and and, and be the light now if you uh, yeah. i just want to let you know uh, that i have a course on my website that's the bible minister course that teaches how to make disciples in the workplace in in your neighborhood anywhere um if you if you're listening to this and you you want to be more uh, a disciple maker in your life then go take that course it's a free course just go to my website put in your email you start getting the uh, the videos there are five videos and and they're going to just help you change your mindset from i have to go for evangelism to my whole life is a ministry so god bless you go to adesobanjo.com slash bm adesobanjo.com slash bm god bless you so i'm going to um just ask toby to pray and then we'll close this um conversation yeah heavenly father thank you for this opportunity to um just share the goodness your goodness and your mercy um, um, and your testimony for the testimony of Jesus is is the spirit of prophecy and um, what what you've done in my life you can do in many others but so I just release that spirit of prophecy of Jesus in, in the lives of the people that would listen to this this message that um, whatever they are going through that um, that you would fix it by your mercy in the name of Jesus that this testimony would um, um, ignite their faith in you. And um, we just give you glory, honor, and adoration for your goodness. In Jesus' name, we've prayed. Amen. 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 Uh.